Hey guys, welcome to the Athlete Conversation. This is your host and athlete, Conrado Duauer. I'm with me today. I have my very good friend, Callum Johnson. How are you, brother? Good? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for coming, man. You came all the way here from New York City, so I appreciate you. Of course. So tell me, walk me through your your early years as, a, as an athlete, soccer-wise. Where did you play? You're from, from England, right? You, you, when did you move to the U.S.? Uh, I actually moved a long time ago. Uh, somehow kept the accent, but uh, yeah, yeah, the accent is intact. I've been here <laughs> since about uh, just before nine eleven, so around two thousand, okay. um, maybe early two thousand one. But yeah, so I came here, came to the US. Um, you know, I, I I didn't just start with soccer. I played a lot of sports growing up, as mm, yeah. you know most athletes do. What what sports did you play? Um, bizarrely, I was like quite good at wrestling um which is hilarious okay and i've never heard that one gymnastics <laughs> gymnastics was a strong suit really um yeah and then you know basketball and baseball the american sports any tennis uh no it's not that easy to play tennis in manhattan no very very few courts oh you moved to manhattan yes oh wow yes but then um you know i have three older brothers and two years apart between each of us mm -hmm. and by the time i was about five or six the sport was decided that it was soccer that it was soccer so, how come how come it was decided um it was soccer? well my dad always played soccer we're lifelong spurs fans uh in england and yeah season <laughs> tickets yeah and uh i think everyone kind of figured out they were better at soccer than they were at other sports uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was like you know we had all the soccer balls in the house we were going playing out in the park and and that was what we all liked so it was it by six. and did your brothers also play they did yeah, yeah. They played at a high level as well, or? Yeah, yeah. Th three older brothers. Um, I mean, they all played. One brother in particular took it like quite seriously, and he played Division One soccer as well. Okay. Um, hold up, hold up. We gotta acknowledge you won a national championship. Thank you. I did. So we gotta, guys. This is this is a legend we're talking to. Right now. <laughs> so where did you play in college? Just give me the names. Give me what you won, so that the audience is aware of of who's speaking right now. Okay, I'll give a, a brief background. Um. So I came out of New York Red Bulls Academy, mm. um, and then I went to Boston College, which was the same school my brother played at. So it was oh, a school that okay. I was familiar with. I knew the coach, um, I knew the city well, and I, I knew I really liked it there. So I went mm -hmm. to Boston College for three and a half years, injured, um, had a bit of a hip problem, surgery. What was the hip problem? Um, torn labrum. Me too. Yeah, see, it's got both both my labrums uh, torn. I had well, surges both for both. Both is worse of them. than one, so that that's not great. You got one torn. Yeah, just one. When when how old were you? What what stage were I you? I would at? have been. Um, it was in between junior year and senior year. Okay. At um, BC, so it was it was that summer. Oh, at BC. Yeah, at Boston oh, College. Okay, so you were so already in college. I was in college, and I was going into my last year, mm -hmm. and I decided to get it fixed and then redshirt that year, at Boston College, in order to give myself the opportunity if i wanted to to play elsewhere another year because you yes. redshirt a year basically exactly. Much. exactly so for those who don't know if you redshirt a year in the american system you get an extra year of eligibility in the future yes um so yeah i had that extra year of eligibility and and i wanted to explore your explore options my options right because you know it's kind of like you dating you want to kind of see yeah, what, yeah. what else is out there right like i, I got my girl listening I so like, I okay sorry but I, I like my girl but i also you know I, maybe that sounds bad maybe take that yeah, out. i don't absolutely. know but, uh, we'll edit on the... but um yeah so i, I reached 
You went on the transfer portal before? Yes, I went on the transfer portal. After you were done with with BC, right? That was after your senior year. You redshirt your senior year? It was right before um, okay. the senior year season started. And I told my coach uh, okay. I'd like to explore my options, right? I'm not okay. ruling BC out, but I'd like to see what else is, is mm -hmm. out there. And luckily he was really supportive and he said, that's all right, like no problem. You You see what's out there and if not, then... BC is also a home for you. And at this point, you were you were injured. I was injured. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, when the portal got like, fortunately, quite a lot of interest mm -hmm. um, from schools I'd played against, some schools I'd never played against, and um, I landed at Clemson, uh, and then so that's a that's a big school, guys. For those who don't <laughs> know, that's a that's a big school. That's a good option. Yeah, it was it was the dream, Clemson. That was the the school. I think the most dominant school in the ACC when it comes mm -hmm. to soccer in terms of facilities, staff. What year was this? This would have been um, end of 2019. That's okay. when I committed to Clemson. And then I had the whole season, 2020, um, to be at Clemson. But obviously everyone knows that was the COVID year. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting two years out of what I thought would have been one yep. year. Yep. So it was, uh, it was pretty unbelievable experience to be able to get two extra years that's why yeah. i'm so old now <laughs> <laughs> so you did it you redshirted and on top of that i you did got I, the... I i i redshirted and i had my covid year so yeah. i was uh, i left college at 24 but pretty happy with a national championship <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say it's worth it dude honestly yeah yeah and and tell me how was it um what was different about clemson because you guys won a national championship mm -hmm. so what was different about the team at clemson that was different from bc or other teams that you played on in the past what made that team a winning a winning team yeah um i get that question a lot and it, it's a really good one because it's you have to be there to know it and yeah it's it was such a special team, obviously, a collective of individuals who were very special. Mm -hmm. The team was talented, but I think it comes down to the culture. Um, it was a culture led by Coach uh, Noonan. Culture is a big word. Culture is, I, I want you, I want yeah. you to expand on that. Yeah, of course, we'll, we'll talk about that. But um, yeah, it was everything from facilities, um, the staff, how they recruit their values mm -hmm. uh, that kind of struck me most as that's what they held as the most important thing. Um, and I knew right away when I visited, like this is the place I want to be because it, it was uncomparable to any other school that I visited. And it was really as a player, you need a special connection with a coach and you need to really believe the coach. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe my coach there that, that what he said was his word and he held his values at, the utmost um, importance to him. Okay, and how would he show that on on like on training? On how how would you, how did he you know transmit that to his players? Right. So what made you believe that that he was the one to carry the team forward? Yeah. Well, he very um, he didn't contradict himself very often. Um, so so his word was pretty final, and when he said something, he meant it. Mm. And I think it was a true meritocracy. Uh, Clemson in that if you deserve to play you played and that was that was the most important thing to me when I was uh being recruited is I would would ask your coach like okay are, are you are you playing players based on their scholarship or are you playing players based on how good they are mm -hmm. and they often tell you yeah of course it's you know if you're the best player you play whatever yeah but 99% of the time that's not true mm -hmm. and they have to justify to some boss or whatever that like the player on 100% scholarship 
is playing and he has to mm-hmm. play. But I accepted a low scholarship at Clemson. I wasn't a full scholarship player. They they very rarely give that out. Yeah. Um, but I I believed him and I thought you know what like if I prove myself every day in training, if I'm the most hardworking guy, and if I think I'm good enough to play, then I'll play. And and luckily mm-hmm. I did. I played every game that I could have at Clemson. Oh, you played every game. Yeah. Well, so, as in what position? Mostly center midfield, but we had a bit of a forward crisis because we lost yeah. two players to the MLS oh. in the middle of the season. Which which players? Um, Grayson Barber and Kamani Smith. Okay. So I ended up having to play forward, which, you know, you learn and you go. Listen, that happens a lot in college. Uh, Timo, uh, one of the, the guys that I just interviewed, he came in as, as a possible either center back or outside back. Yeah. He yeah. came in as a center back and then he found out I was a center back too, so they sent him as outside back. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. He came in for us. He was always going to play as an outside back and, and I played center back and then he ended up playing as a, as a left uh, wing at the end of the season. Yeah. He ended up being one of our top scorers. So that, that happens in college soccer, right? Yeah, well, flexibility and you know adaptability is the most important trait you can have as an incoming recruit, I think. Because, you think so? I think so because of the subbing rule. Like you can in college soccer, it's so unique in that you can go. Obviously, in the first half, if you go out, you can't come back in the first half. But the second half, you can go out and then come back in. Mm-hmm. And they used to have overtime, so there's so many opportunities for you to play. That if you're a good player and the coach wants to put you on the field, he'll find a position for you. You find a position for a hundred percent. So it's uh, it's different in the pros, obviously, than than it is in college soccer. But I think that's such a a good trait to have. Okay, and it got me through. When did you guys realize at Clemson that you were okay? We're winning a national championship. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because that year, that COVID year with with Fordham, we actually did very well as well. Yes, this we, was twenty twenty. This was twenty twenty. Okay, this was twenty twenty, and I had funny enough. I had, that was my first year back from my day room surgeries. Oh, so wow. I tore both my day rooms after my after my freshman year, right? Okay, and I hundred percent agree with what you just said. I think at at, at our coach. At, at Fordham also does a great job in, in giving everyone an equal opportunity. And if yeah. you if you show up in training and you do well and you, and you work your butt off, yeah, you'll get the opportunity, right? So for me, that, that was the case. I came in, I didn't play every game my freshman year, yeah. but every single training, I was giving my all, right? Every yeah. taco, I was going 100%. And eventually, I got the chance to uh, to start. And, and I ended up playing actually against Rhode Island, our semifinal of the A-10. Uh, our captain and and center back um, Jorgen, he was running number five. He's a very good friend of mine now. Um, he got injured and he was he was an an, an all star player, right? He got defensive player of the year like three years in a row. Mm-hmm. He was a great player. And my coach came up to him and was like, "Yo, are you, like, can you play?" Because I, I was I they already knew my injuries. I was like, yeah. "Dude, put me in right now." Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just dove in and I went in. Freshman, boom! I played a hundred minutes because we went to o- overtime. And dude, by the end, I couldn't, I couldn't run. Like I was uh, running backwards, <laughs> and I could hear the coach on the other team from running. Yo, played on the, played yeah. on his side. You can't run because I would hold. I had a, a torn labrum, and you know when you tear your labrums, you also like your body kind of goes away. Uh, I tore my my abdomen as well. And I'm running backwards, holding my <laughs> abdomen, and but we ended up, we ended up losing my PKs. Okay, we tied zero zero. We had a, we had an excellent game, but the truth is that he, he did give us. That opportunity of of you earn your spot, right? Yeah. So that year we won the eight ten, and we lost to no, we lost to Marshall. Mm. That was a different year, right? When Marshall 
That's when we lost to Marshall. That's when you lost to Marshall. Yeah, exactly. We lost, we lost okay, to Marshall. Yes, describing yes. my story here. We lost yeah. to Marshall in penalties in 2020. <laughs> what, what was it, the final? Uh, no, it was the Sweet 16. It was the Sweet 16. Yeah, it was after yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think they won, yeah. Well. I actually remember that now because we watched a um, film on uh, Marshall versus Fordham, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You saw this, yeah. So, uh, See, that game, for example, I, I played two seconds. I played two seconds, and, and it's funny, though, because my, my coach... Um, Sebas, who I also interviewed on the podcast, uh, he had a bloody nose and he was playing center back. And that was the year that he came back from injury, as I said. Uh, so I didn't I didn't get to play that much that year because it was a weird season, right? Yeah. We had less games. Uh, so I went in, I got the ball, and my first pass, I gave it to the opponent. By air, <laughs> I was called off, off the field. It was, it's actually pretty funny. So I was cold. My coach turns around. He got a nose, but he's like, you, Conrado, go in now. Yeah. And I was the go-to guy, right, when, when, when we had to defend and stuff. So I went in, I get the ball, and boom, and I get it to the <laughs> opponent. So, so it's a funny story. And we, we ended up losing a, by golden goal, I'm pretty sure. Ugh. But they were, they were a good team, man. Yeah. That rule's gone now. Colored yeah, soccer. that no rule's gone goal. now. Probably but, for the best, although it was pretty exhilarating when you won. Yeah. yeah. And heartbreaking I mean, when you lose. That kind of gave, yeah, that gave us a bit of hype. It, it affected us a lot this year, actually. But let's yeah. go back to, let's go back to, to <laughs> okay. Clemson, okay? So that year you guys lost to, to Marshall. And you were, you were on that, you were on that team as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was on that team. Um, we lost in penalties to Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, something like the eighth penalty or ninth penalty. Oof, so it was that's rough. absolutely devastating. Um, I mean, Marshall went on to win it. So fair play yeah, to did. them. You mm-hmm. know, I think if you're going to go out, you want to go out to the eventual champions. Hey, we both did, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we both did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and I, I wasn't sure after that, like whether I'd come back to Clemson because it would have been my sixth year as a college athlete, mm-hmm. which is quite a lot. And I wasn't certain like... I wanted to do another year. I wasn't sure college was for me anymore mm-hmm. because I was about to turn 24. Um, and I thought, well, this is, I'm getting a little older than everyone here. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just give, give it a shot, the pros or start working or whatever it was. But, um, you know, good friends around me, support system coaches saying, I think you give it another go. Mm-hmm. And fortunately I did, I gave it another go. And that was kind of the the fuel for the fire for the next season. And, no one was happy with the last season and the way it ended. Of course. And we had, we had won an ACC championship. We'd won mm-hmm. the ACC, the regular season. So it was a su- success yeah. by, you know, maybe traditional standards, but we didn't win the national championship and we were the number one seed. So it was a, it was a big letdown. Yeah. Well, we had the same we had the same experience. We won the A10s and then we ended up losing to to the people who won it all. So you chose to come back. Right, you I chose did. to do an extra year. Yes. And how did that loss fuel uh, Clemson, right? How did they fuel, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a different spark, right? Then the, yeah. the first game comes up in the next season and you want to crack everyone and you want to win, right? How did that Yeah, that I mean, it's about? almost as if, like, it's like the saying going, like, you need failure in order to succeed. Mm-hmm. So, like, from the darkest clouds or the storm comes the greatest sunshine or whatever the saying mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I yeah. probably butchered it's that. Always darkest, again, uh, yeah. It's always darkest before the dawn. Yeah, yeah, That's, exactly. Yeah, That's absolutely. a way better way of whatever I said. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I think it was in the back of everyone's mind. The team we returned was identical to the team we had that past season. So mm-hmm. we didn't lose anyone and we got some pretty talented freshmen coming in. Okay. So we knew we were a stronger team um but we also knew we had a whole season to play so you you can't approach a season well you can 
in, in some ways we approach the season with the end in mind, right? How are we going to win the national championship? Or mm-hmm. not how we're going to win the national championship, but how are we going to earn the national championship? That mm. was that was how we phrased it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you begin with the end in mind, but then but then it's a process. Then you go practice by practice, game by game. You can't focus on the NCAA tournament when you're not even in it. You're so focused on the first game, the first scrimmage, that you can't think about the NCAA tournament. So we were very good at that. We were a very good team at staying in the present moment. And and I don't mean just game by game. I mean practice by practice, meeting by meeting, film session by film session. Um, and I think that's what sort of drove us to actually win it in the end. Wow, that was you said a lot there. That was beautiful. Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That was that was perfect. <laughs> that was impeccable. I, I feel like that really highlights what it means to actually get that far, right? You yes. To get day by day, mm-hmm. right? And let's rewind a little bit. You talked about failure. Yes. Right. So failing is obviously it's it's part of life right mm-hmm. you're gonna fail at something you're not gonna be good at everything right but how important do you think failure is in terms of soccer and life as mm-hmm. well right as a student athlete as a now you're 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 still pursuing professional soccer or even if you choose to go in the professional route i mean meaning uh the corporate life yeah how how important do you think failure is right yeah well i mean it's difficult because it's something most people try to actively avoid failure mm-hmm. because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good, but it's something that's so, so important. Um, and looking back on my life, I've failed at times. Mm-hmm. And like for an example, I got cut from New York Red Bulls Academy when I mm-hmm. was 14, 15. And that like looking back, that's failure, right? You didn't make the team. But, but like, it was in that period, that two-year period when I wasn't on Red Bulls, that all I was thinking about was how do I get back on this team? How do I prove to them that they made a mistake? And then luckily my last year under 18s, Red Bulls, they called me on the phone and they said, we'd love to have you back for our under 18 year. And I said, okay, yeah, I'll do it because no. I could train with the first team or whatever it may be. Um, and like I failed in my career before and it sucks looking back on it, but it was obviously those moments where something great came after. And I was fortunate enough to fail, which is kind of ironic to say. <laughs> mm, well, no, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I, you. I feel like that, that applies to everything in life though, right? Yeah. Because even, even after, say, when I have your own business, your own podcast even, right? Mm-hmm. You'll fail at everything. And without that failure, you can't really improve on, on, on yourself, right? Yes. So I think I think it's important to fail. And, and obviously... I mean, at Fordham, for example, we this year with the the OT rule, the overtime rule, they took it out. So we ended up tying a lot of games, and we we did have a bit of a failure of a season, right? For our standards, yes, right. We didn't make the tournament, um, and 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 a lot of people, you know, it kind of brings you down. But at the same time, you can see it as an opportunity to improve, right? Mm-hmm. And and I was lucky enough to to be named the captain of of the team uh, my my senior year. Yeah. And and now I'm seeing an extra year and I'm working to see how I can improve my leadership. Yes. Right. Because when you're first named captain, you don't yeah, you're kind of thrown into the fire, right? In a sense of there's a lot of responsibility that comes on your shoulders mm-hmm. and it's an honor to have the responsibility, obviously. But it's something you're not accustomed to, right? Um, and I and I think that in order to get the success that you've had, you need to have those leadership qualities. Would you agree with me? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I, I know what you're saying. In some ways, you, you almost have to fake it, right? Fake it 
until you make it, it right yeah. it, it's such a cliche <laughs> but it's true it's like not everyone knows how to be a boss not everyone knows how to be a captain mm-hmm. but you just got to give it a go and act with conviction and then you'll get a little following as long as you're you know acting to your values and they're good values um and then you kind of get a little bit of courage for the people around you and and you know that's the right thing to do mm-hmm. and you move forward with and that. you move forward yeah exactly okay. And and based on that, based on 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 your values and 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 all of what you just said, what would you what would you attribute your personal success to? Right? Would it be your values? And if so, what do you value? Do you value winning? Do you value giving your best? Yeah. Well, I don't know how much personal success I've had, but I mean, come but on. <laughs> but whatever it may be, um, I think uh, the things that uh, I hold like most important. To myself would be um just like give it your all mm-hmm. always i um, agree with that you just got to go for it and it's obviously it's it's okay to be uncomfortable and if you think it's uncomfortable that means everyone else thinks it's uncomfortable but you got to be the one that goes for it and you got to be the one that makes the extra push mm-hmm. um but it's 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 difficult like it's not easy But, you know, it's something I enjoy, luckily, right? I like being competitive. Some people don't really like being competitive, and that, and that's okay. But for me, it's it's a game, and I, I like competing, and and obviously I like winning. Yeah, <laughs> Otherwise, obviously. I wouldn't play soccer. Absolutely. It comes with it com- competing, comes with winning, and comes with losing as well, which they're both positives depending how you yes. get them, right? Um, which, which brings me back to... Taking being able to take this risk at, as an international student, right? I know you're not a, per se an international student athlete, but let's talk about being an international, right? Coming from another country into the U.S., you're taking that risk and you're putting yourself in that uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. in order to be able to grow in the future. Yes. Right. So, what would you say are the benefits of of being a student athlete, right? Of of being able to practice uh, the sport that you love at the at a very high level. Right, and I mean, you played it at the at the highest level possible in regards to <laughs> soccer, um, in in regards to college as well. So, what would you say is you know what the benefits that brings it all together? Right, being able to play the sporty love and get the education at the same time. Yeah, well, that's the so first of all, I'll start with the end there. The unique thing about college sports, right, is mm-hmm. which isn't like England or other European countries or wherever it may be, is that you can combine athletics at the highest level with education at the highest level Mm -hmm. which is like for me it's perfect because i wasn't willing to give up education yet in order to pursue an athletic career um so for people like me and you that's great right you can study what you want to study and play at a high level um i think additionally you're obviously surrounded by different cultures in a sports environment especially Mm -hmm. a sport like soccer you're going to meet people from all over the world different backgrounds, different socio socioeconomic classes. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way of learning. I mean, no matter what math class you do, history class, meeting people from different backgrounds, different values, there's no replacement for that. Absolutely. Um, one of the other things I would say is that like, I went into college with an immediate group of friends, right? It, it, let's say you're a normal freshman at Boston College mm-hmm. and you show up the first day. You don't know anyone but your roommate. And that's the guy you met earlier that day. So so I went into college, you know, whatever it is, two weeks early. Um, and I had friends, 29 friends, all on the team. 
And that is such an advantage because it's not an easy thing to, to walk into college. Absolutely. But you knew them beforehand? No, I, 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 I met them in preseason. And then they and, became And your, then they yeah, become they my friends. It, it's yeah, like, absolutely, because you know yeah. you're going to spend all day every day with them. So absolutely. they're going to be your friends and you're probably going to have a great time together. Absolutely. I mean, dude, I went to... I went to Fordham and my freshman year I didn't know anyone and, and my my class became my best friends. You know yes. what I mean? Like now I can count on them with everything, which is a beauty that, that gives that gives you being su such a part of an athletic team and and so on. But how how did that change when you did the switch to Clemson? Yeah. Were they also your family in the same in the same way that, that Boston College was? That was a bit harder. So I was older. So I was mm -hmm. going in as a senior or a grad student at Clemson. So it's less than about, I don't care about these guys liking me. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I care more about them respecting me, right? So when I was 18 or 17 going into Boston College, I was like, you know what? I want these guys to like me. But when I was a senior going into Clemson, I was like, no, no, I want these guys to respect me. Mm -hmm. I want them to think I'm a good player and I'm going to lead them to any sort of success we might have, hopefully. Mm -hmm. So I didn't care about it, friends. I, I got to be honest. But... They took me in, which which I appreciate, and they made me feel welcome, and I reciprocated, and, and I was very thankful for them taking me in, and, and I made a few great friends that obviously I still talk to today. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was it was an important transition from BC to Clemson because it was it was different. Yeah, I I bet it was it was very different. And how did you how did you gain? That respect how do you finally gain that respect well like i i talked to my my head coach about this at the time at clemson and i told him that was my goal i want to earn these guys respect and he mm -hmm. said okay you're gonna have to do that every day in training you're gonna have to be the hardest working guy you're gonna have to arrive early you're gonna have to leave late whatever it is you're gonna have to be vocal on the field you're gonna have to tackle harder than anyone else mm -hmm. that's the quickest way to earn people's respect on the field and that's how you earn their trust too and trust builds friendship so I, th I credit him to that. Yeah, you <laughs> he took it to hard. Yes, I did. Did you, did you play that way before Clemson? I did, I did, but I got a, an extra edge, a little bit of a bite about me um, at Clemson, and and coach helped me there with that. You know, I I went a little bit from being the nice guy to no, no, I'm going to get this okay. done, guy. Was that when you decided that that pursuing a professional career in your sport was an option? Was that when you were like, okay? listen, this is what I want to do. I want to pursue it. I'm going to give it my all. I, or <laughs> I wish it was that easy, but I didn't. I, I Look, I didn't know I was going to play professionally. Like, I wish I could have said, you know, when I was six, I knew I wanted to be a professional soccer player. Yeah. And that, like, I'm, that was in the back of my mind, right? I've always, yeah. like, in those school assignments when you're six, what do you want to do? I said professional, professional soccer player. player. That's because I didn't know any other jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know what else to say. Um, but, like, I, I just... I tried not to think about the future mm -hmm. when I was in college. I tried to stay in the present and decide what happens, happens, right? If I can be the best player I can be today, tomorrow, the next day, then whatever happens, whatever path is meant to happen will happen to me. And so I didn't decide I was going to be a professional soccer player at Clemson. I decided I was going to be the best version of myself I could be, the best player mm -hmm. I could be. And if that's good enough, then I'll do it. And luckily it was good enough and, and I got – drafted by LA Galaxy um, okay. and that's when you say I'm going for this yeah, <laughs> I'm going for this I'm not holding back I'm not there's no half asking it anymore like I'm fucking going for it <laughs> absolutely and dude how was how was that how was that experience it was drafted? good it was good it was a little bit 
tainted by injury, unfortunately. Um, that pulled both my hamstrings twice, which Oof. was a bit of a disaster. Um, and it's tough to talk about because that was a hard time. Absolutely. But as we talked about earlier, like failure, yeah, it, it's part it of gives, success, it gives, Exactly. It's part of success and it's the first step towards success. So I'm hoping that I can build on this and, and find find a place, a new home for next next year and enjoy soccer still. Absolutely. And and dude, even if even if let's say soccer is, is behind you, let's say you choose to to let it go and pursue other aspects of life, because I mean, even if you made it to the highest possible level, you'll be playing until I mean, unless you're Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> let's say max like forty years old, which yeah. is uncommon. Like, keeping yourself at that such a high level until you're forty. Yeah. After soccer, listen, you got your life. You yeah. know what I mean? And I feel like that that's another beauty that that comes with being a, a high competing athlete, mm -hmm. right? And and it just so happens that like college athletics brings in that type of that type of person, right? Who, someone who likes competing and someone who likes overdoing themselves. And the, those qualities and I and I keep mentioning this in, in all my podcasts, I say the same thing. The the qualities that you develop as a student athlete playing playing in college, playing at the high level, training every day are qualities that you carry with you until you die. You yes. know? So after even if you don't pursue soccer, you will still be the same the same man with the same character in all other aspects of life, which I believe will lead you to succeed mm. in whatever you choose to try on. Right. It's just a matter of of finding that uh, what you like to do. You know what I mean? So maybe if it's not soccer, maybe it's uh being an agent, maybe it's working for an yeah. organization that that deals with soccer. Maybe it's you know finance. It just it just really depends on what you like and what you enjoy. Maybe it's sales. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, your competitive sales might be for <laughs> you. Technology sales, uh, but I think being part of 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 the athletic of the athletic team kind of gives you that that opportunity and, and it opens up the door. And especially coming to the U.S. from from outside the U.S. Yes, opens up this opportunity you know what i mean like we wouldn't be able to have this conversation anywhere else yeah right if you're in england if you're in in anywhere in europe anywhere in south america you don't really have the option of okay i'm gonna win a national championship with my college at in argentina for example yeah. i'm gonna win a national <laughs> championship and then discuss if i want to go to wall street or if, yeah, I wanna, yeah. or if i want to make it pro you know what i mean it's just something very unique to the united states and it's something very unique that that it brings in this this possibility of of endless doors yeah. uh, to to the person who's willing to take that risk and willing to come into the US. Yeah. Right? Would you agree with that? Definitely. Definitely. I think you learn a lot of valuable skills at college, time management being one of them. Absolutely. Right? That's massive anywhere anywhere in life. Yeah, I, I think you can make an argument like being a collegiate athlete, a division 1 college athlete or whatever it is, it is harder than whatever your day-to-day -day job is after. I mean, Absolutely. I, I don't know because my day-to-day -day job is soccer right now, professional yeah. soccer. So I Which don't know. Which is pretty hard in any yeah, yeah. of itself. But um, I, I, yeah, of course, you learn a lot of valuable skills. And, and I think that's why it's such a good route for, for so many young players who don't quite know yet what they want to do. Mm -hmm. They like soccer, but maybe they're not ready to drop out of school at 16. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's, it's such a big risk mm. that you're taking. Yeah. Right, because if you're playing in an academy in Europe or in South America, it's even riskier. I would, I would argue. And you're 16, you gotta make the jump. You know, 16, yeah. 17, 18, you gotta make the jump. You gotta decide whether, okay, do I use my my abilities as an right. athlete 
to get a scholarship in a in a country like the U.S., which brings you this opportunity, because nowhere else, no one, nowhere else brings you this the same opportunity yeah. of combining both, right? Uh, so do I do I risk this possibility and try to make it pro when I know the zero point zero zero percent makes it all the way, right? And even makes it all the way to a point that they can make a living mm. out of their sport, right? Because it's uh -huh. something. There's a difference between okay, making it in Europe, you're a professional player, and then making it to the top teams in Europe, for yeah. example, right? It's a very big jump. And and this is when you have to decide, listen, do I risk it all? And and I think that, that decision obviously varies from person to person. And I think it, it, it depends on on where the, the, the player has come from, right? Yes. If if their family has been has been very poor their entire life and this is how they see their future, then they will be able to take that risk, right? And 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 maybe they have that motivation in the back of their mind. But maybe someone who doesn't have that upbringing he doesn't have that drive yeah. and then once you put yourself out there you're competing with people who have nothing to lose right i know i know so it's 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 very complicated and and making that decision of of okay i'm gonna i'm still gonna pursue pro but i'm gonna pursue it in a different way yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get the best education i can get i'm gonna meet people from all over the world and eventually, if I do well, because if you do well, you did well, you won a national championship. If you do well, you will have your chances, right? Yeah. You will get scouted. You will you you will be able to play for an MLS team, and 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 from there, we will see what happens. And if that doesn't work out, you have behind you uh, exactly. the four years of education, the the thousands of people that you met, mm -hmm. the networks that you made, the school that you have behind. You know what I mean? You're not naked. Yeah, you got a lot to fall back on. You you yeah. have a lot to fall back on. Which otherwise you, I mean, you wouldn't, right? You would have to, you pursue bro, you get injured, for example, which is very common. Yeah. It's very common. It's a high risk. You get injured. And once you get injured, it's like, okay, we can't play you right now. You know what I mean? Uh, so if you get healthy, good. If you don't get healthy, what do you do? If you don't have uh, something to fall back on, right? Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's a reality for most athletes who are looking to play professionally. But now you, right? You're done with with college athletics. You had a you had a great experience. You made it. You made it to the next level. You played pro. What are you, What are you doing now? Are you training? What What does your day to day uh, kind of look like? Yeah. Well, I mean, I try to keep. I'm obviously in the off season, so mm -hmm. I try to keep like. How do I keep soccer fresh? I'm coming Absolutely. up a ten month season where you know burnout is 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 a feasible option for anyone doing any mm -hmm. job. So. How do I keep soccer fresh in my mind, enjoyable? So I just sort of vary training methods, right? One day I'll do the Peloton bike at home or whatever it is. One day I'll play seven aside at the park, um, which is decently high level. Um, <laughs> and then another day I go on a run with my brother or kick around, train it with him. So I, do, I try to be creative in how I train for soccer, right? I do yoga, like today I did yoga. Okay. So it's, it's different ways that are benefiting me as a soccer player, but maybe not directly training on my own or with a team. Um, so I enjoy that. And the, the off season is a time where like, it's, it gives you a chance to- Connect with yourself again, Connect right? with yourself, right? Evaluate you, your season, how you did last season, um, what you want to improve in, what went well, what didn't go well. Um, so I enjoy the off season as a chance to better myself. Okay. And and how important do you think is keeping soccer like fresh in your mind, right? Because I I think I like overworking 
and and out burning yourself is that the term you use yeah just burning out burning out yeah. is, is is very common right because you are competing at a, at a high level and that puts a put puts a stress on on both your body and your mind right yes yeah. so how important do you think being able to kind of disconnect uh is to maintain yourself at that high level definitely right? and i think the first the first thing i always do is i take two weeks off at the end of the season okay. i say i'm not looking at a ball not touching a ball are That's, you still working out or yeah you just so, well i'll do uh what do you light training jog things that i enjoy go on a bike ride on the beach or whatever this was in la not in new york no beaches here sorry yeah, um, it's beautiful though, right? <laughs> but but yeah like i try to disassociate from the sport for two weeks completely reset my mind refresh mm -hmm. um and then you start to to work into more soccer specific training um and that's mainly to like preserve the the game itself mm -hmm. soccer is a game and you want to enjoy it it should always be fun that's the most important thing and if you're not careful and you all you think about it and do and play every day is soccer then you lose that joy and yeah. i think that's the biggest shame when players no longer find joy in the game so I, i'm mm -hmm. pretty careful and conscious of that in terms of how i train okay and and at clemson and both at bc and clemson were you able to keep that that joy throughout the season or i was because that that's that season is like a sprint that as you know college yeah. soccer is a sprint it's from preseason, let's say august 1st to end of the tournament december 12th if you're lucky so mm -hmm. it's four months five months whatever it is so there you can just go for it blitz the season and you can enjoy it but if mm -hmm. it's a little bit longer, like a professional season, 10 months, then you go through waves. You go up and down a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, peaks and valleys, whatever. Injuries come into play as well. Injuries come into play. So I was I was lucky enough where I was able to enjoy it in college. Um, but there are times it's hard, of course. Absolutely. Two man. games a week, you're tired. You got a algebra test, whatever. I don't know, calc <laughs> test. Algebra might have been high school. I don't know. But uh, I was trouble with both of them. Maybe I work. took algebra in yeah. college. I, I can't remember. I wasn't a yeah, genius. But yeah, so it, they, burnout is, is, a, a is a factor. Yeah, and a lot of people can go through that, but I think you just got to always come back to it's a game. Why do I play this? Because I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to play this. This is a decision every day to play this game. Absolutely, man. So yeah. Okay, that's I, th I think that's very valuable for for everyone to listen to, and we have to end soon. But what yes. would what would your advice be, right to to both someone who's moving into from a different country to a to a new team, or both maybe a freshman who's who's from the U.S. and 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 just recently became a freshman and and he's new to the team, right? And this is a new experience for them. What would your advice be, both for freshman year and as a career as a whole? Yeah, I think um, that's a really hard question. Yeah. I think the advice for a freshman is be patient, but mm -hmm. also be hungry. I agree. So you have to have a balance, right? You can't just sit in the back corner and, and let the seniors take over the team. you got to show you gotta want an it. initiative. you got to want to play, but you can't be greedy. You always have to put the team first before yourself, mm -hmm. right? We had this acronym which may have been a little bit corny at clemson but it was team right so together everyone achieves more you know it, it sounds a little corny no, 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 but, but it, it, well, when you live truth. it every day and people buy into it and it's a team first culture then it works and you know we had that problem some freshmen at clemson or bc they didn't buy into the culture and usually they end up transferring out 
So you think the players that end up transferring out is because they don't buy into the culture of the team? Yeah, it's either that yeah. or they don't align with the head coach's vision. Uh -huh. And that that can be fair, that cannot be, you know. Depends um, on player to player. You've got to get along with well with the head coach. But I also think you've got to be very careful if you transfer right away after freshman year. you got to, you got to give it a few years. Um, you got to be dead certain if you're leaving, you're leaving. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, be patient, be hungry. Um, and then I like to always say, you know, you can either live with the pain of discipline or you can live with the pain of regret. Um, so live a disciplined lifestyle, organized, um, focus on what you want to get out of it, put the team first and you'll have a great career. You have a great career. Yeah. Wow. That was Callum. That was beautiful. <laughs> I want to thank you for, for coming on the podcast actually. And thank you guys for listening to the athlete conversation. That was a, a great conversation. I think a lot of people are going to find a lot of value in that both current college players and people looking to come from, from outside the States. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. I had a, had a great time. Absolutely.